Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. I'm George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 52. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so each week we gather in this podcast to basically wrestle with a question that is on the heart and mind of either somebody who is listening or just folks in the world that you are coming in contact with on a daily basis. And so today's question is is a question that I have heard numerous times from those who are outside of the Christian faith. It's a question that is reflective of somebody who really is not a believer in Jesus Christ because they kind of wrestle with the whole concept of why did Jesus have to die on the cross? In fact, that's what the question is. Why did someone have to die for our sins? Why did someone have to die for our sins? So we're going to wrestle with that question today and kind of give you a perspective from Christianity. Because the reality is, is this concept of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins is really at the heart of the Christian faith. And if you don't have an understanding of the need for Christ to die on the cross for our sins. And if you haven't embraced that for your own life, there really isn't a point of grasping the message of the gospel and the message of the Christian faith. So let's look at it today. We're going to try to approach it from several standpoints. First of all, the question itself, we're going to just talk about the question itself for a moment, and we're going to see that from different perspectives, it seems like a logical question. A logical question, but we're going to give you the perspective that Paul gives concerning the question. And then to understand why Jesus had to die for our sins, you first of all have to have an understanding of how God views our sin. And then we're going to see how he provided a means of salvation through a substitute. Once we wrap all of that discussion up, we're then going to look at what really the perspective of this question, what does it reveal about a person's heart? What does it really reveal about a person's heart? So let's get right at it today. Let's look, first of all, the issue of a logical question. The whole concept, and I've I've been confronted with this question numerous times from people who do not follow Jesus Christ, who do not identify themselves as followers of Jesus. In fact, I recall a, a, a moment where somebody said to me that it is pure craziness for us to believe that somebody had to die a cruel death on the cross for our forgiveness of our sins. We must be nuts. And from their perspective, yes, it seems totally radical and crazy. Now, here's the thing, though. The Christian faith, as expressed in the Old and New Testament, testifies that that reaction from those outside of the faith is 
going to happen. In fact, listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He writes these words in verses 23 and 24. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, a stumbling block. And to the Greeks, foolishness. To those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Okay, so what's he saying there? He's saying, our message is, is that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He is the substitute for our sins. Now, to the Jews, that's a stumbling block. What's he mean? They, they stumble over the reality of Jesus dying on the cross. The concept of the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah dying on the cross is a stumbling block for them. They can't grasp that. For the Gentiles, that's what the word Greeks here means, for those who are non-Jews, it appears to be nothing but foolishness that we would believe that somebody had to die for our sins. But then Paul says to those who are called, those who are being saved, those who embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ and are becoming believers, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So yes, it, it appears to be a logical question from the perspective of those who are outside of the faith. So let's go now and look at why we as Christians believe Jesus had to die for our sins. And if we're going to discuss that, we first of all need to recognize that it's because of our sin. So we need to understand the perspective of God concerning our sin. So let's look at God's view of our sin. First of all, when you read the scripture and you see how God reveals himself and he interacts with humanity, the fact of the matter is, is that mankind has sinned against God. And in fact, Romans chapter 3 says this, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So let's talk about that verse for a moment. Everybody sins. There is not a person alive who has not sinned except for Jesus Christ. And because of our sin, we fall short of God's glory. Now what in the world does that mean, George? Well, we fall short of God's standard of holiness. We fall short of what he required of us. He goes on then, a little bit later in chapter 6, and he tells us that there is another dimension concerning the whole issue of sin and God's view of it that we need to grasp. Look at verse 23 of chapter 6 in Romans. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what he's saying is, is the outcome, the penalty of our sin, and I'm talking anything from your little white lie to the axe murderer, in God's eyes it is all sin, and therefore it requires a penalty, and the penalty is death. Death. Now, when we talk about the penalty being death, I'm not just talking about a physical penalty of death that everyone faces, where everyone 
is going to die. And that is true of all humanity. We are all going to physically die except for those who will be taken up to be with Christ when he returns. But when we go over to chapter 20 of the book of Revelation, here is a picture of the second death. And it happens when God judges the world, when Jesus judges the world. In verses 11 through 15, he says this, And I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, and from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in it. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. See, here's the reality. The reality is, is that because of our sin, mankind is facing a death penalty, a death sentence for our sin because we have grossly sinned and done evil against the living God, and he requires a penalty from us, and the penalty is our very lives. Period. Bottom line. Now here is where I want to explain to you why Jesus had to die on a cross for our sins. And the simple word is love, as well as the word grace. So, for instance, if you go over to John, a verse that's very familiar to most, John chapter 3, verse 16, notice what Jesus says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So he gave Jesus to be the sacrifice, the substitute, so that we wouldn't have to perish forever in the second death. This is the reason why he had to die, because of his love for us. Now, when he goes to the cross, he becomes the propitiation or the wrath satisfier of God. He paid the penalty for our sins. So consider now what First John says in chapter 4, verse 10. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. The word propitiation, again, means wrath satisfier, or it means atoning sacrifice. Jesus is the sacrifice to God. He is our substitute for our sin because he took upon himself the sentence of death that we so rightly had deserved ourselves. This is why Jesus had to die on the cross. And to be honest with you, the cruelty of the cross reveals the very nature of the offense 
that our sin was against God. If our sin was just insignificant like we think it is, really it w we would think that it wouldn't require such a cruel penalty to be paid. But the fact that Jesus went to the cross, the most cruel form of execution ever, reveals the seriousness and the depth of the penalty that you and I were facing for our sins. Now, I said I would kind of close with a perspective on why this is really an issue. Why would somebody outside of the faith struggle with this? Well, two reasons why. The first reason is this. When somebody wrestles with this question and they hear that Jesus died in the way that he did for our sins, I believe it reveals their perspective on their own sin. I believe it reveals whether or not they feel that the sins that they commit or have committed are serious enough to warrant that kind of response. And, and I would say the fact that they don't see the need or even see why it had to take place really reflects that they don't truly understand how God sees their sin and they don't really understand what their sin is and what it has and the offense that it is to God. That's the first thing I would point out. The second thing I would point out is this. You need to understand that we live in a culture where basically we are communicating that everybody, when they die, is going to make it to heaven. And we have a concept of a God that basically accepts everybody where they're at with all of their stuff and all of their sins, except for the most gross, heinous things. And even that is up to question as to what exactly that might be. And because we have this concept that everybody's going to make it, the thought that somebody would have to go through this kind of cruel death so that my sins could be forgiven is totally incomprehensible to a person. They can't even fathom that because they don't truly understand the penalty that's awaiting them and the fact that they're headed to hell because of their sin and that they need someone to rescue them because they themselves can't rescue themselves. That's the reality here. The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so you might be out there and you're saying, George, I have a question. How do I get that to you? Well, there are several ways that you can do that. If you attend the services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church, we simply ask you to write down a question, get it to us through the offering, or you can hand it to me personally or talk to me personally about the question, and we'll try to answer it here on the program. If you don't have a church home, we want to invite you to come and, and attend a service here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, and our service starts at 1045. You're going to come and learn about Jesus Christ if you come to our service. You can also contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. 
We encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with the questions that are being asked and answered on the podcast, as well as you can message us through the page, either through personal messenger or write us on the wall. You can go to our church website, KerwinsvilleChristian.org, go to the contact page, and you'll be able to contact us there. You might be listening and you say, George, how can I get in touch with you? I I, want to talk with you about something. Or maybe you feel led of the Lord to support the ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. You can write us at Kerwinsville Christian Church, 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, 16833. You can get in touch with us that way. Next week, we're going to look at another question. And this time it has to do with... Your walk with Jesus, if you are a Christian. So next week's question is this. Is it important to spend time alone with God? Is it important to spend time alone with God? Until next week, take care.